0: Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ.
1: I want to open up in prayer out of Isaiah 55. The Lord says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus as your beloved children, your sons and daughters. And God, we confess that we need your thoughts. We need to know what you are thinking. We need to know your ways. We need to understand who you are. Father, I pray that you would speak to us this morning, that you would speak to us in a divine way by the Holy Spirit. That your word would be established in this place, that when your people come together, we would be the manifestation of truth here on planet earth. God, would you begin to show us the things that you have prepared for us as a people? We humbly ask you, we don't know your ways all the way, but we want to, Lord come, would you speak, would you move? In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said, amen. amen, amen. So we got a couple of things we're going to do today. We're going to share some, uh, some testimonies, and then I'm going to um, just cast a little vision about an adjustment the Lord is bringing to this body. So we're going to start out with some testimonies first. So if Tim, Shanahan, and the team could go ahead and make their way down here. So if you don't know Tim, Tim is married to JL, and they are helping to lead a food distribution that goes on twice a month on Fridays here at the church, and man, the Lord has really been moving. Um, I remember when when Tim and JL came to us, and they were like, hey, we sense the Lord stirring this on our hearts, and, and we want to go after it. Um, we we prayed, we sought the Lord, and, you know, they were willing to run with it. Um, It's something, it's it's different when when God puts something on your heart. So often what we want to do is we just want to pass it on to someone else. But what if the Lord is calling you to do it, for you to get into the game, for you to carry the burden that he's given to you? And so Tim and Jay have been under a good, hard, healthy and joyful burden leading this. And so before they leave, I do want to pray for them. Um, but let's just give them the mic. Man, the testimony team grew. Tim, you told me like like three people, brother. <laughs> it's, it's all good, though. No?
2: Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, before I start, let's just read this. Uh, Isaiah 55, actually. Uh, the Lord gave this to Brother Denny before we started. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me hear, and your soul shall live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Here, you take this one. All right. So, yeah, we just thank you. For the elders for giving us a few minutes to just, um, you know, to share what the Lord has been doing in, in the food ministry. Uh, so we're going to, each person's for a minute just going to testify, but but there's people that aren't up here. And um, so I just I just want to take a moment to acknowledge each and every one of you. So there's a few people I want to stand as well. Uh, Brother Danny, Al and Darlene, Michael and Roe, Caden and Joe, Tiffany, Caden, Trent, Michelle and Nolan, Vera, Dennis, DeSchmidt, Chris Sean, Ernest, Christy Nichols, y'all just stand up. I just wanna, all you guys, we just wanna honor y'all. Your faithfulness, your labor of love. Every week y'all have consistently been there and there's, and and I'm not exclude. there's people that have been there you know, other times as well and come and go, we're just so thankful for each of you because we couldn't do it without you. So we praise God for you guys. Amen. And and Miss Stacy, uh, Miss Stacy, I don't think she's here, but she cooks hot meals each time for people that come up. It's such a blessing. Yeah. Thank you. And Miss Linda Perry as well. Hallelujah. All right. So there's a brother, uh, Brother Luke took off of work one Friday to come. Uh, So we know that the Lord, um, you know, the Lord blessed him for that. So anyways, um, we just want to say that, you know, you guys are sown into eternity. Uh, there's rewards being stored up for you in, in heaven, and, and this is the Father's heart, and it's his will, and I just want to take a minute. He rejoices over you guys, seriously. All right, a few verses. Proverbs 19, 17, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. Psalm 41.1, blessed is the one who considers the poor in the day of trouble. The Lord delivers him. Proverbs 14.21, whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. James 1.27, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. Luke 14.12-14, 14. 12 through 14 Then he also said to him who invited him, When you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends or brothers or relatives nor rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so quick food numbers. So we've done 11 of these. November 4th was the first one, all right? So we've had 11 total. We've given out uh, approximately, it's more than this, but I I went a little low, approximately 40,000 pounds of food have been given out. I'm not exaggerating. It's more than that, 40,000 pounds of food. Freedom Tour alone has, has given us... 20, almost 30,000 pounds, that's 20, just from Freedom Tour alone, this is one of three ministries that is providing, 24,750 meals, uh, $80,000 worth of groceries, so that's that's powerful, okay? So throughout the last few months, the Lord is divinely knitting us with other ministries in this city, okay? So it's, it's, it's super powerful. The Lord is is connecting the, the Church of Lakeland at large. Uh, so This is not only just touching Lakeland, but there's people that drive through that they don't even live in Lakeland. They live in like Bowling Green or or just most the random places they're just passing through. So this is not only touching the city of Lakeland, but it's touching the whole county and other counties as well. Uh, So there's a bigger picture uh, to what's happening. And and what's happening is uh, Carissa had said that someone recently called the church and they don't go here, but they said... um, they said um they said, "Oh, we heard that heart of the Father they're a church that helps people uh that they, they so the word is getting out in this city that that they don't go here, and they heard that we're a church that helps people, so they were looking for help so uh it, it's powerful it's it's a prophetic you know destination of heart of the father right that that we be known as carrying heart of the Father not only in this city but but in the in the nations, I would say, all right, so Okay, I'll go first on testimony. So this Friday, uh, we, so full circle moment, the main reason why this even started is because my wife and I for about a year would go to the Blessings and Hope on Edgewood and Highlands. There's this huge line and we would go and walk that line and just pray for people. And so for a while we say we need to stop there and see who's in charge for a long time. Well, this past Friday, the pastor, Pastor Allen, he stopped at our food drive this past Friday and we didn't know who he was. And he said, hey, I've done Blessings and Hope for 12 years every Tuesday. Haven't missed a Tuesday. And he, he was really blown away by what what was happening at, at our campus. He, he didn't know about it or anything. Um, so he, he tells me he needs more food. He needs more volunteers. And he sees you know, we have at least 25 people helping each time. It's, it's incredible. Um, you know, we've had other pastors. The week before, a different pastor stopped, and he was in tears that he used to do this, and it dried up on him. And so, you know, the, the reason why this is God-breathed, this is God-ordained. God we, we didn't, you know, this is not in our own strength or anything like that. Um, this is a Holy Spirit operation, and it doesn't look like the other food distributions in Polk County Okay, because we are being led by the Holy Spirit because food is just a tool, right? Amen. Food is just a tool to reach people's souls, right? So we're simply, all we're doing is obeying God. We're simply doing what he asked us to do. And, um, you know, all these people have testimonies, fresh testimonies. Each, each week, there's, there's fresh We're not going to, you know, there might be testimonies from a while ago, but they're fresh testimony. And, and all we're doing is we're obeying the, the word. We're obeying Jesus in faith. And grace is being poured out. Power is being poured out. And because we do the word and, and Holy Spirit does the works, right? That's, that's exactly what's happening. Literally, literally, this is what's happening. The lost are being saved. Believers who have been ravaged by the devil are being revived in line. The blind are seeing. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 4, Jesus told them, go back to John and tell them what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk. Those with leprosy are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. We haven't raised anybody dead yet. And the good news is being preached to the poor. But we have seen deaf ears open. We have seen blind eyes seen. We have seen the paralyzed walk. So thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right.
3: If you're wondering why he's yelling, he's on fire and I've just submitted to it. Come on. So if you're like, he's a little loud, he's not going to be any quieter. So just, yeah. Um, okay, so I didn't think I was going to be able to make it up here. Um, but as I was sitting back there, the Lord uh, pressed upon me real quick to read um, Mark 16, 14. So, um, and if you're wondering why we read a ton of scripture, because that's the sword. And so when we're in line, we don't say anything but what the Lord has. We just open our mouth, and it's the oracles of God that come out, and people are, they're being touched, and then we're being touched, and then somehow we're standing up here telling you guys about it, but um, later he appeared to the eleven. As they sat at the table, he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of hearts because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So I want you to catch that. They didn't believe. So even though they didn't believe, this is what he says to them. Go into all the world. The non-believers, right? (laughs) The ones that just didn't believe your race. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, okay, signs, healing is one of them, it's a sign. It's not a reward. Okay. So these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So to me, the Lord has said, seek, save, teach, train, send. When I read that, who are we seeking? The lost. Who are we saving? The lost. Who are we teaching? The ones that just got saved. Hello? Train. Who are we training? The ones that just got saved. Who are we sending? The ones that just got saved. We are making disciples duplicates. We're doing what Jesus did. We're doing what we're commissioned to do. And as a mom, I don't ha- I'm not going to all the nations. I, I mean, I that would be cool, um, and maybe I will someday. I don't know. Maybe I'll look back and say I shouldn't have said that because the Lord's really funny. But um, right now, the only place I can go is outside the house occasionally, and right now that is the food line. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I'm like, all right, Lord, let's do this, Good. and uh, just to give you a little testimony real quick for me. Um, I don't like public speaking, and that's the number one fear in America, at least, and. I don't prefer to fly, I will fly, but not with children. And uh, the two main things that I just read were called to do is to go into all the world. So at some point, if you're called to go, you're gonna have to get on a plane and fly. And the second one is to preach the gospel. So if you're gonna have to preach the gospel to somebody, you're you're gonna have to open your mouth and speak. And so the enemy would love to shut you up. And the enemy would love to shut me up in my house. And so he was like, get in that food line and speak go out, take your car and go. And I didn't want to do it. And every time I do it, something amazing happens with God. And even though we're just a vessel and we open our mouths, it's changed our lives. And every time, every time we go back and we read the book, we have people scribe and we read the book and we're like laughing. We're like, I can't believe this is a testimony. I can't believe this happened. Like what is going on? This is wild. And so it just that's why he's screaming all the time. Is he's just on fire, and the Lord's, like, yes. you know, encouraging him with that. So um, that's, that's my testimony of the food drive.
2: Y'all just keep it to, like, a minute, all right? Praise the Lord. Thank you. Sorry.
3: Clearly, we didn't do that. Sorry,
4: Fred. Well, 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 good morning, my brothers and sisters. Mis um, hermanos hermanos hispanicos, bienvenido. Just to tell you. I got pulled into this wonderful ministry by an invitation from my sister, Christy, who's not here today, but she's been a mentor to me. I came in thinking I was gonna just help pass out food. I ended up being someone to pray for people in Spanish and helping people. And I just wanna tell you, things that have come to me, people have actually given me testimony of things that have happened because of our prayers. Not me in general, but our prayers. I got two young men here that can testify to that. And uh, one of them happened this Friday. Uh, a Hispanic gentleman was there uh, to get food, and we, uh, they didn't know that he was Hispanic, and they pulled me in, and we started praying for him. Uh, his left eye was completely blind, and his right eye could only see 50%. Well, my two brothers here were praying with me, and Denny, I don't know where Denny is if he's here today, but uh, he also prayed with us. And they say, you know, when we actually bring the Holy Spirit in and we agree, guess what? Those miracles are going to happen. Wow. And within 10 minutes, the Holy Spirit made his presence known. And he left. When he left, he could see clearly out of his left eye. And his right eye, that he could only see 50%, he could see completely clearly. And these are the miracles we talk about that only one person doesn't. That's God. You know? So I'm telling you, and I've had other testimonies where people came up, had a young lady come, come in about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, Her child, three years old, I think it was, had a tumor. After we prayed for her, she came back the following week. Three days after we prayed for her, the tumor was gone, and the doctors had no explanation for it. That is amazing what God can do. I had a family from Haiti that their families were being held politically in Haiti. All their paperwork wasn't being released. Well, they came in. And we prayed for them, and guess what? Three days later, the paperwork was released, and they were released, and they were in the United States. These are the kind of miracles, folks, that God does. Okay? I went to the revival here in Lakeland, and I myself had a miracle because I couldn't really hear from my right ear. Well, guess what? Today, I can hear clearly from my right ear, so God works. So God works, and we have such a tremendous crew here. These young guys, they're on fire. They are on fire, and they join me. So anyway, thank you. God bless all of you, and God bless heart of the Father.
5: I'm going to make up some time. (laughs) if you want to get blessed come help us out because there's there it looks like a lot of people but not everybody shows up each time so we always need people we got plenty to work
6: amen um i remember when i was asked to do this and i thought oh am i going to be able to do this you know as i get older i'm like i can't be outside or whatever but i will tell you this i've only missed once and every time i go i get blessed And I always say, this is so strange because we see all these miracles and the team is phenomenal. I have to say, these young people that come out, they just, my heart cries all the time. It smiles all the time to see the young people come out and serve the Lord and to see them healing people. I've seen people saved. I have people that know my name. And if I'm working in the front, They talk to me if I'm working in the back. I have people hugging me, asking me about my family, praying for me. All I can say is if you do have time, come out and join us. You will be blessed, I promise. I promised you all that a couple weeks ago about the EXO marriage thing and everyone was blessed yesterday, right? Think about that, we're all blessed too. But just come out and join us, you will be blessed. Okay, I'm gonna try to keep it quick.
7: Proverbs 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, and then in 2 Timothy, we're commanded to stir up our gifts. Um, My experience with uh, the food line, and I just thank you, Tim and JL, for the opportunity to serve and the leaders of this church. It's such a blessing. Pastor Mick saying this morning, catch me up in your story. I have been caught up in the story of God with this ministry. My family's caught up in the story of God with this ministry. My husband brought my kids yesterday to pray and serve. It's been such a blessing. Come <laughs> to see a seven-year-old pray for someone and see that person get healed. Yeah. He walked away he's like mommy my hand is hot my hand is hot I said that's the power of God Come on. that's the power of God and then one quick story I'm going to try to pull it together Jesus um because God is just on this. From the first time I walked up, I saw the Spirit of God and we're sorting things and we're sorting things and the Freedom Helper said, we use everything. And the Lord said to me, I'm using everything. I'm using the youngest, I'm using the oldest. People have testimonies of teenagers praying for them and them getting healed. These young men sing, sing with the power of God. They preach the gospel. It stirs me up, it stirs me up. And I was approaching a car that Michael was praying for. And as I approach the car, God says, false diagnosis, false diagnosis. So he was already praying. I might have been a little bit rude. I wanted to apologize to him. So I said, ma'am, you've received a false diagnosis. The passenger almost fell out the car. And she's." so we just started praying. We didn't even ask her at that point. We just started praying, commanding the spirit of infirmity to leave, pain to leave, all the sickness to go. She went through deliverance. She went through some healing. And then Michael said something bold. I'm a nurse practitioner, so this was even bold for me. He's like, cancel your doctor's appointment. And inside, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I was like but it was faith he said it in faith and I was like I need I need to be more like that and then he told her to get out the car and I don't do this either when I pray for people and she bent over touched her toes she had she tells us the day before, she had had such severe back pain she was she wasn't able to walk. She was she had lost her job. The doctor the day before told her she was crazy and she needed a psychiatry appointment. She did not come into agreement with it. She said, "I am not crazy." And she said, "You confirmed everything that I had been feeling in my spirit." She walked, she jumped, and she danced because the power of God hit her and she received healing.
8: Hallelujah! I don't know about you guys, but these testimonies fire me up, man. It's 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 amazing. Um, so I, I started this about sometime in January. I started coming here, just putting in my supply for for the food drive. And man, we've just seen so many amazing testimonies. So many people. I mean, literally the Bible being alive. Like people being healed, people being saved, people coming back to the Lord. And all these things are amazing. But I kind of want to reiterate the the reach that this thing has been having. Um, it's like we said, it's not necessarily just Lakeland. It's, it's all over. There's people from all over that are literally coming here and it's just has such an influence over the community and it's really touching all of <laughs> central Florida. Um, but I really want to touch on that. I, I, the Lord kind of revealed that to me, just how big that reach is. Um, about a month ago, I was, you know, just praying for for the Lord to use me in this food drive in a way that just stirred up my faith and, and really just, uh, just, just sparked something in me, you know? And so we were praying and, you know, all sorts of people come through the line, but specifically uh, two Jewish families came through. And uh, both of them were Messianic Jewish, but specifically one of them Uh, came through, we started talking, and apparently her husband is still Orthodox Jewish. He doesn't believe in Jesus. Uh, His heart is hard for that, but the Lord's really been softening his heart slowly, and I was just able to pray for that, and to me, that's just such a big thing just because of my background and just because of my heart for for the Jewish people, but I'm just saying that just for the fact that, like, guys, God is moving in Jew and Gentile alike. Like, he is literally using all these people... He's literally, um, he's, he's, he's touching different ethnicities, different people from all over. Um, so I just really wanted to reiterate that, like, God is really moving and touching people from all over, and, I mean, just, just be a part of this, because there's something in you that is there, that's, that the Lord wants to use for that, you know, so.
9: Yeah, and one, one thing that's coming to my mind as we're just talking about all this is, a little while back, Brandon said, that he believed the Lord wanted to raise up shepherds in this place. And it's interesting because when we read Matthew 10, we read it as it's the evangelists, you know, go out, preach the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, all these things. But it says, go to the lost sheep. Yeah. And what do lost sheep need? They need shepherds. Yeah. And so I feel encouraged just to speak this over this body for the shepherds to arise. Because there are genuine shepherds in this place And I really feel like this is something the Lord is doing in all of us is he's raising up shepherds. Um, And so, yeah, just the whole food drive has just been really powerful. Just being able to love the community, um, feed these families that are literally just getting by. I think, too, there's times where we, you know, see other countries and nations uh, that are really hurting and they don't have a lot of resources to take care of themselves. But there are people in this community that are struggling just to get by. And so um, it's been really cool just to see people receive breakthrough um, and just being able to love them. It's like, this is the opportunity to demonstrate the cross, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, because Jesus meets us in a time of need. And so this is a perfect way to uh, meet people and for them to encounter Jesus in their time of need. And just really quick, cause I know we could talk about this all day. Um, But me and Micah, um, who's sitting out there, um, great brother, um, right there, stand up, Micah. So he's also been part of the food drive as well. Um, But me and him were ministering, and um, it was really cool just this last time being able to minister with him because I noticed when we go out, brothers and sisters, that we'll be ministering to somebody, and it feels like one of us doesn't have, like, the word to say, you know? But then the other person like literally says exactly what that person needs to hear. So it's really cool to see the Holy Spirit working in twos, how we'll go out and just it's important for all the deposits of Christ to come forth. And so I even remember I prayed Isaiah 61 with the group before and Micah kind of shows up late and the first thing he starts talking to this lady about is just the broken heart and um which is the beginning of Isaiah 61. And so and then we both felt led to share Matthew uh, 11, come unto me all who are weary and I will give you rest. And so really cool to see just the brokenhearted and those who are in captivity and bondage come and get help. So
10: So I do more behind the scenes stuff. I, I don't I got to work when they're doing it and stuff like that, but it's such a joy to me. I text him every Friday about 1 o'clock. I know they're almost done. What happened? All right? And he just lays it out, tells me about all the testimonies. See, I've done this for years. The same thing they're doing is just now there's a team behind it because I did it on my own. I did it because I heard Stephen, the story of Stephen, how Stephen, he was just feeding widows and orphans. All right? And he said that he was full of the Holy Ghost. And because he was just feeding widows and orphans, signs, wonders, miracles happened because he was full of the Holy Ghost. It was the only time in the Bible that it said that Jesus stood up when he was in heaven. Could you imagine that your Father, you know, Jesus is in heaven and proud of you and standing up and looking down and saying, good job, guys. Good job, guys. I mean, that broke my heart when I, I heard that story. I was, I was like, Father, that's all I want to do. I just want I, I to make you proud of me. That's the reason I started doing food ministry.
11: Um, well, I sort of feel like the least in this group, I'm not able to come every week and we've been out of town quite a bit and all that, but what a joy it has been every time I've been there and, um, there's a place for everyone we need. And it's like the Lord hand picks everybody that's supposed to be there. That day, and he's providing and proving over and over and over that he's faithful and he's providing everything that's needed. I'm always amazed at what I see God doing. I love to see the young people. You know, I mean, they have so much zeal for the Lord. It blesses my heart. And um, sometimes I like to stay back in the bag. I like to prepare the bags and, and do some of that stuff. That's what I like to do. But I know that they're doing a great ministry because every time people come, start driving on this property, they've already been praying. Everybody's been praying before they ever get there. And as their cars come in, they're being pr- offered prayer when they come in. Not just physical food, but prayer. And so, and they're giving them the bread of life and the living water that we all desperately need, and every person needs that. So I'm just so proud to be a part of this group. Um, I I think it's absolutely um, been anointed by the Holy Ghost. And I see all these people that work every week. They're so faithful. And I'm just thankful. And, you know, I was reading the scripture earlier. It said, Matthew 5, blessed are the merciful they, because they are going to receive mercy. We want mercy for ourselves. But we have to give mercy to other people. You know, totally not expecting anything in return when we give something to people. It's up to the Lord, and he said his kindness draws us to repentance. So I'm so thankful, and I know God's doing a great work. And you know, sometimes we plant seeds. We do the planting and the plowing, and and then sometimes we don't see the harvest when it comes up. But in Amos, it talks about that we're going to see someone else's seed that's been planted. We're going to be able to receive that. We're going to get their harvest if they've already planted seeds for other people. So God, he works it out for his glory. It's all for his glory. And I'm just so thankful to be a part of this team.
5: I've already been blessed this morning because everybody's been looking down here and saying, I'm just so thankful for these young men down there. I just, uh, I'm just thankful I can be counted in that number. Hallelujah to the lamb. It feels good. It really does. Kind of gives me a new energy there. I remember uh, right after Ivan had hit and y'all were taking some food down there and I said to Jay going to need a bigger truck. Sure enough, the Lord provided a bigger truck and a bigger platform. It's been awesome to see how this is unfolded, and God is using it to minister to a region, all the cultures that are coming together, the different cultures that are being ministered to, and how God is utilizing all of this For his glory and for his honor. You know, the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Lord, the people are hungry. He asked them a question. He said, what do you have in your hand? They said, well, the thing we've got is five loaves and two fish. Bring it to me. He blessed it. He broke it. And he served the people. That's what we're doing here. Just allowing the Holy Spirit. To bless what we're doing. We all just come together as a team of broken vessels, but in our brokenness, the Lord uses us to serve. I had a lady drive up one, after, that one afternoon. Her name was Joy. I said, Joy, you know, everybody has a story. She was kind of a bubbly, effervescent personality and I said, everybody has a story. She said, yeah, my story is this. We just moved here from St. Louis. I'm in between jobs. I have no work and I have a family of five to feed. My job doesn't start for another month. You people are the lifeline for my family. Otherwise we wouldn't make it. And I just wanna thank you for what you've done. So the Lord left me with this chorus and I'll just close with this. ready see you can have one that'll preach for every situation and here it is souls are crying men are dying won't you lead them to the cross go and find them Help to win them, win the lost at any cost. Hallelujah.
10: Come on.
1: If you've been out to the food distribution at least one time, could you just stand? Father, we thank you for the supply of the Holy Spirit in these ones. God, we thank you for the labor of love they've committed themselves to, and God, and we just ask for an abundance of grace to pour forth into their lives. God, would you bless them in their personal walk with you? Would you bless their families? God, would you anoint them with the power of the Holy Spirit to continue to minister the gospel of truth. God, we thank you for their faithfulness and their steadiness. God, I pray that you would give them peace and you'd give them rest. That you would protect them from the plans of the enemy and that you would set their feet upon the rock of Christ Jesus. We bless them today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give it up for them. Man. okay we got one more testimony okay this one is uh, this one is really special um, to me personally Jaden come on come on up here um, so I've known Jaden since probably around 2015 ish my wife and I went down to Stewart Florida um, to go into ministry and we met Jaden sister Carissa and we moved back here and they came with us and so um, Jaden is about to share something um, publicly that he has not shared before. He's shared it via social media um, but today he wants to share it publicly so I believe the Lord is going to honor that and there's just something special about what the Lord is doing in him. So, Jaden.
0: The nerves are real <laughs> but I'm really excited to share with you guys what the Lord has done in my life. Um, I just want to say a couple things. I want to say some scriptures, and then I want to say something. But um, 1 Corinthians 6.11, it says, so this is after it was addressed that the adulterers, the idolaters, uh, the fornicators, and then it says even the homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God. But he said, and this is like my favorite part, this is all about identity right here. He says, such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the spirit of our God.) And Revelation 12:11 says, "They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony." Jesus said, "You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is the word. And then he also said, a few verses later, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So, my testimony. So, the devil attacked my identity at a very young age. Um, From as little as five or six, um, I knew I was different. I felt different. Um, And I always, I never really fit in with the boy crowd. I never really fit in with any other guys, and I you know was rejected by my friends that were guys, and I found it really hard to connect with men from a very young age, and I was really close to girls. Um, so, you know, move on, fast forward to age 11. Um, I started to experience same-sex attraction, and um, I didn't really know what to think about it at the time. I just knew it was wrong. Um, I thought, this was literally what was going on in my head, I thought, you know, every boy deals with this, it'll eventually go away, you know. Um, this is normal, obviously a lie. Um, the devil was whispering so many lies in my head at the time. Um, so I just, I didn't know what to do with it. I just, you know, kept living on, you know. But at age 13, um, I got a revelation of hell. Um, my fear was my best friend. And so I told my dad, I was like, I wanna get saved. Um, I don't want to go to hell, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So, you know, we went back in his room, you know, we prayed, and I really meant every word. I gave Jesus my heart, I repented, and I felt different, I felt lighter. You know, Jesus had really lifted a burden off my shoulders, but unfortunately, the same-sex attraction grew stronger and stronger and stronger over the years, and I didn't, because I didn't have a leader or anyone to disciple me, Um, in my life. You know, we just went to church, we sang songs, you know, we heard a message, we kind of went home. We didn't have anyone to kind of mentor me. Um, But, you know, over the years it just grew stronger, but it wasn't until um, age 17 where I really had my first encounter with the Lord. Um, But I do, I want to thank God that I was never into the lifestyle and that I never really had a relationship with a man because... That would have done so much damage to my family. It would have hurt so many people that I loved and cared about. But at age 17, um, we visited Heart of the Father for the first time. And um, I had had a dream the night before where the Lord had, you know, spoken through a couple of people that were in my dreams. Um, Heidi Baker, Jeremiah Johnson, they were in my dreams. They were telling me that the Lord loves me and that he would always love me. And in the dream, I just like, you know, I hit the floor. I was weeping. Um, But the next morning, I wasn't even thinking about the dream, but it was during worship where, you know, they were inviting the Holy Spirit in the room. They were inviting him to have his way. And so I was, you know, just lifting up my gaze, and I was just inviting the Lord. I was just, you know, have your way. Holy Spirit, come. And it was like everything froze. I heard a voice, and I knew it was God. He said, Jaden, I love you, and I will always love you. And it was like literally like everything was frozen. I was like, what? I was like, what what, what was that? And so I immediately started crying from head to toe. The tangible love of God, you know, from head to toe just just hit me. And I started crying. Then I started weeping. And then I hit the floor. I was a snotty, weeping mess. I was just encountering the love of God. And it set me free from so much pain and heartache that I had dealt with from this. And from that moment forward, I rededicated my life to Christ, and uh, I decided I really want to pursue Jesus. There's something about Jesus, like, you can know him. I had learned, you know, you can have an intimate relationship with him. It's not about religion. It's not about, you know, doing the whole church thing. You can really know Jesus. And so, um, it wasn't really uh, until I realized that freedom was not the absence of something, but it was the presence of someone, and his name is Jesus, until I really, truly, like, knew my identity in him. And so, you know, I'm 22 now, uh, almost 23, and these past few years have uh, been very difficult. Uh, almost a year ago, I fell into a deep depression because of everything that I was feeling. And um, I just, the devil was just attacking me so hard. Um, you know, I had felt like a mistake. Um, i had felt like I shouldn't be here, I'm in the wrong body, all, the, all this stuff. Just lies, 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 lies. And, you know, I realized that freedom was not the absence of something, but it was the presence of Jesus. Um, But God was so faithful. And it was during a church service where I'd received deliverance from um, depression and suicidal thoughts. Um, But, you know, uh, the Lord had brought me out of that pit and he'd placed me on a rock and he he set me free from that. Um, But I have been freed from sexual um, addiction I have been freed from uh, depression and suicidal thoughts, and it is all because of Jesus and what He has done for me. It's by the blood of the lamb, the word of my testimony. Such were some of you. but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the spirit of our God. I want to say that if you're watching online, if you're in the room today, that if you're dealing with this. You're not weird, you're not alone, and you're not dealing with something so crazy that no one understands you. You know, it's very common. (laughs) You know, um, there is freedom. You know, the devil wants you to isolate. He wants you to feel shame, just like he wanted me to do and feel. Freedom comes from being vulnerable. Freedom comes from sharing with others. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. (laughs) The truth is in the word of God. Read the word every day. Don't just read the word. Pray the word. Meditate on the word. Live the word. And you will see transformation by the renewing of your mind. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So that's my testimony.
1: I pray that you would raise up voices like Jaden. He's not perfect, but Lord, he's pressing in to you. He's willing to stand on the truth. He's willing to live a crucified lifestyle. He just wants you, Lord, so I pray that you would bless him with a deposit of your presence in a greater way, that you would anoint him with the depths of your love, you would cover him, you would strengthen him, that you would keep him. And I thank you that you have declared him to be an overcomer. He is overcoming by the blood of Jesus and the word of his testimony. So God, I pray for more testimonies to come forth from his life. I pray for the blood of Jesus to be applied to him again and again, to wash over him. If you feel like you have struggled with same-sex attraction and you want to step into a measure of freedom, like Jaden, and maybe there's no one here, maybe there is, but would you come forward? Hallelujah. Well, then I thank God that no one in here struggles with this. The enemy has silenced, put many people in a room of shame and condemnation, and it takes so much boldness and courage to step out. So today, Jaden, you're one of us. You're a son to the Father. You belong to family. You're not weird, you're not crazy, you're not different. No, you're a son to the, to the Father. That's who you are. I'll tell you what, Jaden and I have... um, You guys can be seated. Um, Jaden and I have walked through some times together. I've tried to help disciple him and grow him and mature him. He's one of the guys who... Uh, actually rebuked me. Yeah, he said he was looking for someone to help, you know, disciple him and keep him accountable, and I wasn't doing a good job, and he told me. <laughs> and he was right. I repented to him. Is that Okay. I mean, I can't be his everything, but I can do something, and I wasn't doing that something. And I, I, you know, he came into my office, and he was, he was uh, it, I can say this because he knows I love him, but he was afraid to tell me the truth, that I, I didn't do my, I didn't keep up my end of the bargain. He was so nervous to tell me that. But he told me. And I repented to him. That's what we were doing here as a family. A brother is in the trenches, get in there with him. And heck, I'm busy, I got my life, I got stuff I want to do, three kids, and I'm like, I don't have time or whatever, but I do my best to make time. And he shows me grace, I show him Grace. Thank you, Jaden. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so we're going to shift here a little bit. I want to make I mentioned to you the Lord was making a little adjustment here in our community, and so I want to speak into that. So, if the ushers could come forward and if you guys could pass or um, get ready to pass this out. So, you're about to receive something here. It's a bulletin, it's called the Prayer Initiative. Okay? So, obviously, we want to build a culture of prayer here in the church. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe that God has called us to prayer. And so you're going to receive one of these. Guys, go ahead and start passing it out. It's okay. And we're going to read through this together. And I'm going to make a couple of comments on the back end of this. But all possible, could you not just read it just yet? Hold on one second with me. Jaden got me in my feels. All these tissue up here. Okay, has everyone got one? One, one per family, if, if possible. You may need to share. Look at Toby just reading ahead, boy. Toby, I, look at... Boy. <laughs> Toby was in that thing. <laughs> you're good, Toby. No, you're good, Toby. That's funny. Okay, has everyone got One. Toby, you just want to come up here and read it for us? (laughs) He doesn't read the whole thing. I love you, Toby. All right, the Hot FM Prayer Initiative. As of recently, the Lord has been speaking to the elders about the culture of prayer in this body. In this letter, we want to communicate what we believe he is saying to us and lay out a practical plan so that as a community, we can give him what he wants. There has been such a beautiful and powerful stirring of the Holy Spirit in our meetings. Hunger is rising and God is meeting us with waves of his presence. We sense that God is taking this body to the next level in the spirit and we want to continue to go deeper in or deeper with him. One of the main things we believe he is highlighting is the place of corporate prayer and intercession. To say it as simply as possible. We believe God is calling this body to a place of corporate prayer and intercession in a greater way. In the next two sections, you will see two components of the prayer culture that has been developed over the years in our body to help facilitate the believer's personal prayer life as well as the corporate prayer life. While we sense the Lord specifically highlighting the corporate prayer life, we thought it would be helpful to review both components. Okay, so you're about to read... Two components, one is the worship sets, the other is the prayer and intercession meetings. They're different, but they um, are to help build the culture of prayer as a body. So the worship sets, all right, for every believer spending personal, everyone say personal. Personal. Time with Jesus is essential and integral part of spiritual um, growth and stability. It should never be neglected. It should never be neglected. We believe that all followers of Jesus should cherish and long to spend time with him in order to simply be with him and know him. We understand that spending this kind of time with Jesus is not always a true reality for everyone, but nonetheless, we are praying and believing this for everyone. In order to help facilitate this kind of lifestyle, we have opened up worship sets throughout the week so that you can come into an atmosphere where the presence of the Lord is and spend personal time with him to pray, worship, read the word, etc. The goal of these worship sets is to host the presence of the Lord in order to help strengthen your personal, everyone say personal, Personal. relationship with Jesus. Come and go to these sets as desired. Prayer and intercession meetings, okay? This is where we want to put some focus on. It is also an essential and integral part of the life of every believer to be involved in the corporate, everyone say corporate, prayer meetings of their local church. As of recently, this is where we have felt a strong call from the Lord. We do not believe that this is a suggestion or an optional task the Lord is giving to us. We feel strongly enough about this to say that this is a mandate from him. As already stated, we believe he is mandating a greater measure of prayer and intercession to come forth from this community. In order for us to fulfill this calling, we believe there must be a greater measure of participation from the body in order for us to comply with what the Lord wants. It will take a united and sacrificial effort This corporate mandate cannot be placed on the shoulders of a select few. It must be placed on the whole corporate body. Corporate prayer and intercession is both a joy and a burden that God intends for the whole community to carry out. With that being said, we are asking you to make preparations to join in this prayer initiative in order to give God what he wants. So how exactly can you and your family join in this prayer initiative? We are asking you and your family to come and participate in a corporate prayer meeting at least once a month. Some may be able to attend one per week or one every two weeks, praise God. Nonetheless, because we believe this is a corporate mandate on this community, it is essential to have participation from the whole community, which is why we are asking that you attend at least one prayer meeting a month. At the end of the day, We are asking that you do your best to participate and put in your supply when it comes to this prayer initiative. We will not be keeping attendance or be on the lookout for who's coming and who's not. That is not our heart. We are believing the Lord will draw you and your family and place a burden upon your hearts for all the things he wants to do in and through his church, including the importance of participation in the place of prayer in order for his will to be done. 1 Timothy 2, 1 says, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications and prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. Everyone say, oh. I want you to swallow this, digest this, Think about this, pray about this, but today we wanted to make you aware of this. This prayer initiative, we will be starting it in May, and the plan is to do this until the Lord returns. Okay, we're not, we're not trying to shove this down your throat, we're not trying to be... Hard and cruel leaders, and put a demand on you that we think is unreachable or unattainable. Our heart is to communicate what we sense the Lord is saying and doing and what He desires and wants for this community. And so, this is the elders just putting this in your hands. We want you to digest this, we want you to think about it and pray about it. We have our prayer team. Um, Marie and Luke and Gospel, could you guys come down here just for a moment? I want to do something. Um, Lisa and, and Janet, they're not here as well, but we just want to make sure that, um, come on down here, Marie. I just want to make sure that the culture of prayer here is in right balance. <clears throat> So there's nothing super duper special about these three up here, right? <laughs> Especially Luke. Luke. <laughs> but most often in the church, you have a team of intercessors and then you have everyone else. Okay, that's not what we want to do here. Right, they help lead the prayer culture, right? They're part of the prayer team, and they help lead and speak into it, and they're intercessors. Yes, they pray, but did you forget what your role is too? Right? Hopefully, this is a room full of intercessors, and so today, we just take this, the mantle of intercession off of them. They still got it and we just put it on you. Okay, And we just do it one more time. Lord, we just take the burden that they're carrying, and God, and I ask that you would put that burden on your people. We believe this is for the whole body. If you're not a part of the body of Christ, then you don't have to carry this. There's a mandate on us as a community to do this. And then there's what we'll call assignments, okay? Everyone has different assignments, okay? Some of you are called to do certain things that maybe I won't do, et cetera. But you have to carry your own assignment and as a body we'll carry a collective mandate. Does that make sense? Okay, so no, no longer will you, if God calls you to start praying for someone, for example, my wife and I, we are on a, a 30-day prayer assignment for a specific couple, okay? I'm not going to text Marie in the company and say, hey, guys, will you do this for me? Why? Because the Lord gave it to me, and she's got her own burden, and I, I'm, oh, I'm an intercessor too. <laughs> like I can stand in the gap and I can pray and seek the Lord. Right? Or is it just them? Okay, so today the, the balance is shifting, right? We're going to have an equal balance. Now I understand there is a, there's a unique grace at times for people to pray in a really unique, powerful way. But man, wouldn't it be amazing if we could all step into something like that? Well, we thank you guys for doing your part, but the tide is shifting today. So it, we have prayer meetings throughout the week, which we'll talk here in a second, okay? So when you come to a prayer meeting and they're leading the prayer meeting, uh, I want to let you know you can help lead too, right? You just don't come in and, okay, they're leading, let's all, all right, guys, Lead. And while you lead, I'll just, you know, I'll critique. Oh, man, they're just missing it. They're not praying hard enough. You know, man, gosh, gospel praise in tongues way too much. Oh, gosh, she just, I don't even know what's going on. Like, I'm ready to go home. because she just be done now? Okay, we're no longer going to do that. We're going to do this here. We're going to come alongside, and we're going to stand, and we're going to contend with them, right? Okay, you guys can be seated. Okay, I had a couple points I wanted to make about maybe what's behind all of this, but I won't get into that just for the sake of time. Um, Our meetings have been lengthy lately, which we love and appreciate, but... We're not trying to be long just to be long. Is that okay? And I don't want us to be super long today. So look on the back, on the back side. So here are the days and times of the worship sets. Okay, you see those? And then the bottom portion are the days and times of the prayer meetings, intercession meetings, okay? Okay. And you'll see in parentheses, with certain days and times, um, a phrase, so like Monday, 7 to 8, what you see in parentheses is what the expected topic is to be, so that when you go to a prayer meeting, you can have some grid of what you're about to step into, Okay, we understand sometimes you show up to the prayer meeting, you have no idea what you're going to pray about, so you feel unprepared. You don't really, you don't have any scriptures in mind. So this is just to help you come in a little bit more prepared when you come to a prayer meeting. Also, say you had a dream about the city of Lakeland and the Lord doing something. Well, I want to encourage you go to the Monday meeting because that's where they're praying for the city of Lakeland. Maybe share it with the person who's leading that meeting or if you have a heart and a passion, a burden for the preaching of the gospel to go forth, well, I would encourage you to try to make it to the Friday morning meeting. I know it's pretty early, 5.30, um, but it's okay. Dave can call you and wake you up. Okay, so you guys see the days, the times, the topics? Sunday night, once a month, prayer meeting, okay? That's something we want to do as well. Um, It would be amazing if everyone can make it to the once a month meeting. Um, We understand you got schedules and things going on, that's totally fine. But the the, the Sunday night meetings, um, we want to come to those meetings in full force. Okay? We wanna come in full force to every meeting, to every prayer meeting, okay? We want our prayer meetings not to be devotional and like soaking, times. We want you to come stirred, empowered, ready to push, to press, to pray, to seek the Lord. Um, we want you to do it in a controlled manner, right? We don't forsake self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, right, as we pray, right? You ain't got to take over the meeting, don't do any that stuff, okay? But put in your supply that's as needed and as necessary. We want you to do that, okay? But the Sunday night once a month meeting. Because we're praying for something so much bigger and larger than us, we need every joint to supply and try to make it to these meetings if possible. We're going to be contending for the global church. We're going to be contending for our nation. And as we have said, and as I demonstrated, these prayer meetings and the prayer burden is, is no longer just on a couple of people, it's on the whole body, so come up underneath the burden God is putting upon this church. It's good for us. It's healthy. Okay? As I mentioned, we plan on starting in May. Um, So when it comes to the worship sets and even the prayer meetings, um, we're looking for more leaders. Have you ever thought about, like, what if you were to lead a prayer meeting one day? Is that too far-fetched to think about? Seriously. Like, if you, if you can play an instrument and you can sing the worship sets, I would encourage you to sign up. You, you may say, hey, I'm no good. That's fine. You've got to start somewhere. Right? So after service, there's going to be a table. There's a table in the lobby where you can sign up and you can begin to be, get connected with the worship sets. Right? The prayer and intercession meetings. For some of you, the Lord is asking you, maybe putting it upon your heart, to come and join, to go to those meetings and eventually lead one of those meetings. That's not too crazy to think about. Right? Aren't you an intercessor? Now you're all like, uh, yeah. (laughs) But isn't that crazy? Like, I mean, it's super easy to critique the prayer meeting, but when the pressure is on you, oh, all of a sudden, we don't want to leave. I'm good. Lord, ain't didn't me to do that. Okay, now you're lying. No, he has called you to do that. So one of the things that we have, okay, I'm being Mr. Pastor Practical here. We have a ministry application. Okay, if you feel like the Lord is calling you to help lead these prayer meetings, right, because we, we need help, or to... Lead a worship set. We have a ministry application. The reason we do this is to help facilitate relationship. We wanna to get to know you, okay? Here at of FM, we like to know those who labor among us. We do, rela- we do ministry relationally. So if we don't know you at all, you're just not gonna step in and start leading, okay? That's just normal protocol, right? But this right here will help us to get to know you. And just to get, you know, put this out there, some of the questions we ask, how long have you been attending Hot FM? Um, what was the name of your previous church? What was the reason for you leaving the previous church? Right, we, we want to avoid all the, the church hopping and, and, you know, they hurt me or I cussed them out and I left. Okay, we kind of want to know that <laughs> so we know who, whom we're dealing with. Okay, <clears throat> a couple other questions on here. Are you struggling? Are there any struggles in your life that could hinder you from ministering or serving? For example, marital problems, drugs, alcohol drug, alcohol problems, sexual morality, burnout, etc. Okay, we, we really we really do. We care more about you than what you can do. That's why we ask that. Okay, this is not a question for you to answer and then we read it and be like, oh, you're disqualified. No, we want to help you to get qualified. Your life is in order. You've been set free to a certain degree. Your your family is healthy. You know, all of those things are really important. Um, Another question, be prepared to share some personal goals and desires the Lord has put in uh, your heart for your life. We want to hear your passions. We want to hear your desires, okay? It's not just trying to find all the bad stuff. We want to hear the good stuff as well. We like good news, okay? And then the last page, just some basic qualifications, expectations, is it okay to have expectations in the church? Yeah. Okay, we have, them, we, have, we have them everywhere else in life, and then all of a sudden we have expectation in church, and we feel like, oh, that's religious. Like, no, it's not religious. It's, just, it's in here. It's in the Bible, right? A couple of them are commitment, growth, excellence, humility, team attitude, communication, okay? We want you not just to represent heart of the Father well. We want you to represent Jesus well. So we're going to get up in your business just a little bit, okay, as much as you're willing to allow, and we're going to love you. We're going to speak encouragement and strength into you, and we want to help raise you up into the thing God has called you to do. Okay, so if you want to get involved with leading worship sets, if you want to get involved with potentially leading prayer meetings, then this is the route to go. Okay. If you have any comments or questions, you can take him up with God the Father. You can reach him anytime, 24-7. He's available. Um, his cell phone, it's always on. He has a house phone. He's got an email. He's got a FaceTime. I mean, he's got it all, okay? All right? But we just believe the Lord is doing something really special here. One man, I had just one quote, this guy, this uh, brother said this quote, I'll read it to you. He said, uh, when, God gets ready to, <clears throat> when God gets ready to do something new with his people, he always sets them a praying. The motor is just getting going here at Heart of the Father. And I'm not just thinking about what's God going to do in the next year. I'm thinking 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, God, what's this place going to look like? What kind of legacy are we going to leave for our children and their children for generations to come? And so, but now is the time he's making a tweak in the culture of prayer here in this body, and he's placing a corporate burden on all of us. Amen? Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for your great love for us, that we are loved by you, that we are your sheep and you are the great shepherd. And I pray that we would live lives worthy of you, that you would give us grace to take on this prayer initiative, that you would stir our hearts for prayer and intercession, to connect with you and to stand in the gap, Lord, to see your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Last thing. So in the lobby, you'll see the sign-up sheets. Also, there are going to be books on prayer okay? If, if you need to get stirred in the place of prayer, we have some books that <clears throat> we recommend. Take a picture. There's going to be a sheet of paper of all those books on there. Take the sheet of paper, but they're going to be out there on the lobby. So grab one on your way out. Love you all, bless you, and we will see you soon. We hope this message has been a blessing to you.
0: If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, Know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.